Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hello, and welcome to Ask Christina First, straight talk for entrepreneurs and sole proprietors on what makes small business work. Each podcast, we have a grounded conversation, tips and tricks specifically for you, the small business owner, to make you more peaceful, abundant, and on purpose in running your small business. You're listening to this on the Amazing Men and Women Radio Network, powered by Raven Media International. If you're wanting to listen to this, we'll be streaming on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you're looking for my other radio show, Real Estate Freedom Breakthrough, that's going to be on Muku TV and Amazon Fire TV. If you want to find me, Christina Suter, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under Christina Suter, S-U-T-E-R, and also at Ground Level Com, short for consulting. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Christina First. Enjoy the show. Hi there, and welcome to Ask Christina First. Get straight talk for entrepreneurs and sole proprietors on what makes small business work. You're listening to this program on the Amazing Women of Power Radio Network, world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International and sponsored by Ground Level Small Business Management. If you're overwhelmed by the challenges of running your small business, call Ground Level. I am 100% sure they'll be happy to talk to you. Their phone number is... 310-463-5942. That's 310-463-5942. And they are happy to give you some of their time for free. If you're ready to work, they're ready to be with you. So welcome to Ask Christina First. For those of you who are following me on Blab, I'm going to talk for about the first 20 to 25 minutes, and then I'm going to open up the platform for a QA. and a So just letting you know. Today's topic is differentiating yourself in the market. Do you want to differentiate yourself in your market? Yes, of course you do. And there are two keys. Well, there are two suggestions I have for you. One I feel like is a key. And the basic concept for me, my encouragement for you in differentiating your product from the larger market is you you almost can't help it. You're already doing it. It's so invisible to you that you're not even aware of it. And what is that? It's you. When you're an entrepreneur and a sole proprietor, it's pretty straightforward. Whether you know it or don't know it, you're already differentiating yourself and your product from the market. Why is that the case? Let's break it down for a minute. First of all, it started with your vision. When you first envisioned yourself in your company, when you first saw yourself being in this position, being this type of entrepreneur, 
when that was first the case for you, that was originally your first moment of differentiation. There was something in your vision that you saw. There was something in that vision that you could glean, you could see, you could align with, that made you excited, that was different from the way that it was being done currently or from the way you are currently participating in it. Here's what I mean. You're a plumber. You're working for, for as an installer for a plumbing company. You wanted to have, run your own show. There was something that you saw that you could do better than the company you were involved in. You could either handle customer service better. You could be clearer about laying out the product. You could be, um, you could be uh, quicker about installing things. You would use different ways of installing it. You would use newer technology, eco-friendly technology. Or you simply saw the opportunity for yourself to be a leader in your own life and therefore in relationship to your clients. It doesn't really matter what piece of your vision was differentiating, but there was a piece in your vision that was differentiating. So you know me, take out a piece of paper, take out a pen, write it down. In your initial vision, think back, what was it inside of you that made you so excited that you were going to be different from everybody else this way? This was the way you were going to make a difference. This is the way you were going to handle it differently. What was it? I actually want you to write it down. I really do. Because I'm going to keep going through how you are the differentiator and you can't help it. You are the one that differentiates your product and you can't help it. Okay. So that's first. First, you had a vision of how you were going to differentiate from the beginning. That was handed to you in your vision. Okay. Every single day you run your company, every single day you run your company, you run it with that differentiation in place because it's you. Because you saw it as a vision. Let me give you an example. You decide that you're going to create a new product line or you, well, let's make it simple. Let's just make it simple. You answer the phone. You get a phone call and you answer the phone to that client. And from the moment you answer that phone, that differentiation is already in place. It's very simple. You answer the phone and you answer it with a sense of quality or you answer it with a sense of ease or you answer it with a sense of companionship or you answer it with a sense of professionalism. That differentiation, you're already, it's a bias that pours out of you because that's who you want to be in your business. Maybe not every time. Okay. We're small business owners. We get overwhelmed. There's a little bit more than what we want, but you know, like, Oh, what do you want today? I'm too tired. Or gee, um, I'm halfway between jobs. Okay. I'm going to try to be professional, but this is the best I've got right now. Okay. I understand. I get it, but you're already differentiating. So that's one, two, when you answer that phone, you have a natural bias in your own personality in your own personality, you already have a way that you are. You are inclusive. You are professional. You are integrous. You are determined. You are strong. You see, usually in your vision, there is a use of your personality in that vision. It's like a lock and key. Now, what I mean by lock and key is you can't assume they're one and the same. Have you ever noticed that a lock and a key are two completely different items. A lock has a space, a key goes in. So they're not the same. 
they are slightly different. They're different in their nature when you look at them, right? But the two work together. They work together like cogs on a wheel. So you had a vision to differentiate. You have a bias inside of your being that you may or may not be conscious to. If you're married for a long time, you might finally get to the point where you go, yeah, that's me. And you don't worry about it because that's the way you work. And you know it's okay. So there's a bias of who you are, a particular personality you have. I'll be very, I'll give you, I'll be very transparent. I'm inclusive. When I answer a phone, I try to be very inclusive from the moment I say ground level consulting or ask Christina first or real estate advisement or whatever it is I'm answering, right? When I try to answer the phone, I try to answer the phone in a calm, professional, inclusive, warm manner because that's what I differentiate myself to be. Because what I want my clients to get, if that's a potential client on the phone, is that I'm authentic, I'm trustworthy, and I'm integrous. So I answer the phone that way. Now, I also spend the next several minutes trying to kind of warm up the person I'm talking to. Like, oh, gee, you know, I could see how that would be a real problem for you. Or, you know, I've run into this before and I can understand the depth and the importance of what you're telling me. You see, I'm warming up. I'm meeting them where they are. I'm inclusive. So they know within two or three minutes of talking to me, some sort of core instinct, some sort of first impression. They've got a first impression of who I am and how I behave. And whether they like that or not, I, I, can't, I can't change that. You can't change it. What's most important is you can't change it. That is who you are. That's how your bias works. That's how your nature works. And you know what? It's a good thing. There's no reason to change it. So there's a bias. You start. How do you differentiate your product? Title of the show, Differentiate Your Product. How do you differentiate your product? First and foremost, you had a vision. You're already differentiating based on that vision. Secondly, you have your nature, your own bias. You're already differentiating on that bias. It really is that simple. Now, third, you also have inside of you your, how do I put this? It's sort of the where product meets personality, right? In that vision was probably some way of treating your customers. Even if your differentiation wasn't in the vision, right, how do I put this? Even if your differentiation wasn't on the lines of customer service in your original vision, you probably already have that at work. The example I just gave is a really good example of where product meets differentiation, meets self, I should say, where product meets your own nature. So the third piece is what's the hybrid of those? How do they come together? That affects your whole company. It's called company culture. Company culture, whether it's you, or whether it's you and five employees, you have a company culture and it bleeds out. It bleeds out through your branding. It bleeds out through your product development, the details of how you run your product. It bleeds out through your pricing, not just the price you charge, which is very true. It affects the price you charge, believe it or not, it does. So if you question me, <laughs> can send, send me a phone call. If you question me, Leave me there's a, leave it as a message on my phone. 
and I will answer that question for you, but your personality affects your pricing. It also affects how you present your pricing. It affects how, whether or not you take payment plans or not. It affects how your how your client, how your employees are going to answer the phone when your client calls. It's going to affect how you decorate your office if you have an office. It's going to affect what branding you put on your website. It's going to affect what colors you pick on your website. Where original vision meets your natural nature, there is a third product called company culture. And that culture differentiates your product. Your company culture, your vision, I'll go back from it, your vision combined with your nature work together to create your company culture. The culture inside of the company is what naturally, without you even thinking about it, without you applying any greater thought than you just running your company every day, that company culture, that nature inside of you differentiates your product and differentiates how you present in the market, whether you like it or not. You almost can't help it. And I suggest you don't try to help it, at least most of the time. Now, here's my next piece. My next piece is how do you differentiate your product in the market on a nuts and bolts level? First and foremost, here's what I suggest. You go out on the internet and you do research. And when you're doing this research, here's what I want you to write down. It's quite an extensive list. First thing I want you to write down is who are all of your competitors? That's what we call them, competitors. People who are offering the same service as you. I don't mean for, for you to be in a state of competition or to encourage competition. I really don't believe in that. I actually believe there's the right person for each of the clients out there. And maybe you're the right person or maybe you're not. That's what I actually believe. But in order for you to understand what list I want you to make, I want you to go out there and I want you to make a list as comprehensive as you can stand of your competitors out there. Do it regionally, right? If you're an E, if you're an E business, then you have to kind of do nationally or internationally. But if you're a service business that's based in a particular city, then do it regionally. Do your city and what's around your city. Okay. What I want you to then do on that list is I want you to put their name. I want you to put their price point if you can find their price point. If you can't, then then definitely definitely write down their phone number, their name and their phone number. When you've got their phone number, give them a phone call and see if you can get a sense for their pricing. Or maybe do a role model for that in a minute. I want you to write down what's their culture. Their branding on their website is promising you a culture, just like your branding on your website promises a culture to your clients. Theirs does the same. So go to their website. What is their culture? What is it they are promising? I'll give you an example. McDonald's. McDonald's has a culture. Yes, it does. It promises fast food delivered to you quickly. It may not be completely healthy for you, but it's at a good price point. And it's got lots of sugar and lots of fat. McDonald's colors are very bright. Have you noticed? Red and yellow. They actually encourage you to get in and get out because they're so bright and so busy. You can feel it when you're in their space and they know that. Okay. Compare it to a fancy restaurant like a chart house. I think chart house is large enough that many of you guys know what a chart house is, right? Compared to a chart house, you walk into a chart house. It's a big restaurant, lots of tables, subtle colors, dim lights. They're not trying to make you move quick. 
They want you to stay. They want to deliver you food that tastes good, probably is upper end in quality and costs more. They're offering you an experience inside the restaurant of settling in and enjoying your meal. McDonald's is offering you the experience in the restaurant of getting quick food delivered hot and quickly to you so you can eat and move on. And their branding and their culture, their branding and their interior experience gives you that. So does their website. So I want you to be subtle to that. I want you to be aware of the subtleties of that, sensitive to it. What is their culture? Are they quick? Are they slow? Are they high quality? Are they um, inclusive? Are they differentiating? Are they exclusive? Are they upper echelon? Are they the everyday man? What's their culture? It's not their product. I'm not talking about their product. I'm not talking about whether they're a plumber. I'm not talking about the quality of the plumbing they offer, not the quality of the goods they offer. I'm talking about their culture. What is it that they're promising you that they will be in relationship to the customer? Thoughtful, integrous, leadership, quick, uh, get in, get out, um, the, the most basic materials, the fanciest materials, eco-friendly. What is it that they're doing? Okay. So look at their website, get their name, get their phone number, probably their address too, if you can tolerate that. Write down their culture. While you're writing down their culture, try to keep it simple. Start to look at, because the next pay, the next assignment is once you've done a minimum, a minimum of 10 to 15 companies, once you've done a minimum of 10 to 15 companies, I want you to start circling cultures that you relate to and start putting X's next to cultures that you think you do not want to have your business associated with. Circle what you relate to and access to what you don't want to have your business associated with. That's step one. Step two is to, to analyze the list. The second way to analyze the list specifically is to put who are the luxury brands and what are they offering? What's the everyday brand and what are they offering? And who's kind of in the middle? How are they differentiating across the market? You spend the time to do this. And you will start to understand who you are in relationship to the regional market as a whole, not from your perspective as a business owner, but from your client's perspective. Why? Why do I have you do this? Because that's what your clients do when they're looking for you, especially in today's market. How do they find you? They get on the internet, they type into Google plumbers in Pasadena, right? And what do they find? A list of 10 to 15 plumbers on the first and second page. Of, and they're going to go to website after website after website. And they're just going to look at them. They're going to look at them for about 30 seconds to two minutes. Right? And they're going to decide whether or not they like the culture of, and the product, the culture and the product that's being offered on that web page. I want you basically to I'm trying to force you into the same observation, but keep track of your observations so that later when you're analyzing the list, you don't have to try to sort through your memory. You have it on a piece of paper. You can circle it. You can put X's on it. Okay. So, and then you want to, bottom line is you want to write down, well, who am I in relationship to this greater market? Am I a leader? Am I a luxury? Am I an everyday? 
the everyday man? Who am I in this market? How have I placed myself, whether I'm conscious to it or not? How have I placed myself? Okay. Now, the real question is, is that where you want to be placed? Was that your intention? Because if that's not your intention, that's not how you want to differentiate yourself. You've landed somewhere you don't want to land because you're, you didn't really understand the industry that you were working against, the background that was behind you. If that's the case, then change it. Change it. This isn't about going against your integrity. This isn't about going against your original vision. This isn't about going against your nature. This is about fine tuning it in a way that your clients can find you and differentiate you from the rest of the market. Now, if you see a hole in the market that you want to jump into and it shifts your vision, I don't have a problem with that. If you can align with it. So I'm not trying to paint that off the table. I'm just saying the purpose of this isn't to find the hole in the market and to place yourself there. The purpose of this is to make sure that your vision and your integrity and what you stepped in with naturally in your nature is well differentiated against the market at large, which by the way, your clients look at almost every day, every time you find a new client. That's what they're looking at. So you might as well understand it. Now, pricing is right in there. You also want to price yourself appropriately according to what you're finding in the market. So if you're a luxury brand, you would like to, I would encourage you to have luxury pricing. This is a much deeper subject. I'm going to have to do a show on it by itself, but I'm just giving you a little hint. If you're a luxury brand, I suggest luxury pricing. If you're an everyday man, I suggest everyday man pricing. Know where your pricing is in relationship to your industry, just like you want to know where your differentials, your differentiation is. So I want your pricing to be in relationship to the industry. Here's why. If you're a luxury brand and you do low in pricing, excuse me, I have noises in the background. If you're a luxury brand and you do low in pricing, then your clients will be confused as to what product you really are. Then they won't believe you. If you say, I'm a high integrity, high quality building materials or high quality plumbing materials, I am thoughtful about my installation and I want to answer what your needs are personally. If that's what you offer is that level of high integrity installation, years of experience, decades of experience, really understanding a client's needs and taking the time to do that. If that's what you want to present and your pricing is better than everybody else, guess what they don't, guess what happens? They don't believe your branding. They don't believe you're capable of delivering the product that you're promising. It's incongruent and inconsistent and they won't believe you. That's one. On the other side, if you're not offering, if you're trying to offer a luxury service and you're not charging a lot, then there is a chance. I don't know. I don't know your business. I'm just suggesting that there's a possibility. And I've seen this many times with my clients. There's a possibility that you are underpricing yourself and you're forcing yourself to not be capable of delivering the service you would like to deliver. So you might want to very carefully look at your pricing. All right. So the focus today specifically was differentiating your product from the market. And that key is actually you. So please take my two suggestions that I had. The first suggestion was understanding your vision, what differentiated it from the market and your nature. And the second was do some solid market research and adjust your branding, not your vision, so that your clients understand you much more clearly. 
Thank you for listening to Ask Christina First. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.